the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? with attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What? is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr. Hi everybody, I'm George Roska. And I am Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to episode seven of Say What? Where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including Planned Parenthood's efforts to normalize sexual rights. And this is part two which is our continuation from episode six. That's right, George. Uh, Today there are forces and movements that want to make everything a right, but they use this language to actually manipulate people's feelings by conveying the notion that somehow their rights are being infringed upon. But that couldn't be further from the truth, can it? Yep. So, George, last week um, we talked about a number of the articles in this IPPF document, and uh, today we're going to cover some more of these, starting with Article 3, which is the right to life, the liberty, security of the person and bodily integrity. Before we talk about that, maybe you can give us just a refresher on what we talked about last week. Sure. So we were talking about Planned Parenthood's effort to... Um, get out way out front in their own movement uh, to establish a legal framework um, by which they can go to the United Nations and then to every country and their governing bodies uh, to frame uh, this new notion of sexual rights and make it equal to human rights. So in Article 3, they talk about this right to life, liberty, security of the person, and bodily integrity. What, what does that imply? What does that really mean? So that it's almost, a lot of words. Yeah, it's a lot of words. And it, again, all of this language and verbiage that they use is very positive. And it almost sounds like our Declaration of Independence, right? The right good. to life, liberty. What's wrong with that? And this one is like laughable uh, because w- embedded in this right, they have the right to sex work. which is uh, a euphemism for prostitution. Yikes. In fact, it says right here on page 17 of the document, no person's sexual choices, practices, or expressions, including real or imputed practices of sex work, can justify, excuse, or mitigate punishment for violence, abuse, or harassment. That sounds okay, I guess, until it's applied to children, right? Correct. And and not just that, but what was interesting is when you look around the country and the movement to legalize prostitution, uh, Planned Parenthood is behind that movement and they are a huge supporter. Uh, in fact, they're doing this in other countries and um, 
Planned Parenthood of Toronto even posted on Twitter, and this is a couple years ago, where they celebrate, in quote, they, they put a post saying, sex work as real work, and we support sex workers' rights. Now, I thought Planned Parenthood was about family planning, right? What would be their motivation in getting involved in promoting prostitution? So I actually got to talk with um, Monica Klein, who came out of Planned Parenthood, and she had me on her podcast about a month and a half ago. I remember that. And she used to work at Planned Parenthood for almost a decade teaching sex education. Hmm. And what she learned from being in their clinics and, and working at Planned Parenthood is that Planned Parenthood actually has probably one of the greatest relationships with pimps around the country because they rely on them to bring in their prostitutes for abortions. You can't make this stuff up. Nope. Nope. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So, okay, so this is one of the, the rights that's being espoused, that's promoted in this document. And this kind of leads into the next one, which is Article 5, and this is the right to personal autonomy. What is meant by this, and how does it apply to children in the public school system? So, so there's two things here embedded. There is the notion of a person having a right to pleasure, mm-hmm. whatever they feel is pleasurable for their own bodies, and that's why they couch it in this personal autonomy, right? You have the right to control your body. My body, my choice. Um, We've heard that language before. Yes. And so the right to pleasure together with the right to affirmative consent. Mm. So if it's my body, my choice, then I, I, all I need to be held to is the, the standard of consent. And then whatever I want to do, I can do. And that has very dangerous implications it, for children in our public school system because they're trying to lower the age of consent now. Correct. So depending on what state you're in, I mean, the age of consent is somewhere between 16 and 18 years old. Um, but what's interesting to me is that they actually take this as opposed to like sex workers rights, where it's mainly um, in, you know, documents that usually only adults will read. Yes. Uh, this right, the right to personal autonomy, when they talk about pleasure and affirmative consent, they're talking to kids as early as transitional kindergarten. And as we pointed out before, um, engaging in, quote, sex in California is illegal for minors until you're, until you're, 18, until you're an adult, until you're 18 years old. But here, this right says it includes the right to pleasure as noted to seek to experience their full sexual potential and pleasure with due regard to the rights of others to the evolving capacity of children. So this right now is extended to children, regardless of the consent laws. Correct. And they're trying to use, uh, just like they do in in the, you know, is biology on a spectrum? Is our gender identity on a spectrum? And they use the intersex category, right, to interject in that uh, debate. Well, here, what they try to do, they're they're trying to say, well, you know what? Uh, Nationally, we consider an adult at the age of 18, yet state by state, we have this right to consent between 16 and 18. So children are already getting this right anyway. That's right. So why not 
you know, legalize it for children. But what they mean by this is where you see a lot of their other movements, if you look especially at Western Europe, uh, France about two and a half years ago um, just about did away with the age of consent. I think in Mexico, it's down to age 12. Uh, I mean, you look at developed nations where Planned Parenthood is really influential, and they're moving that bar lower and lower and lower to where it's abolished. In fact, this is an international document, right? So they're trying Correct. to globalize these sexual rights, and it's, it's definitely come to America. One more statement right out of Chapter 1 um, for the, this particular article. Students gain knowledge about these issues as well as related topics such as affirmative consent, relationship violence, bullying, sexual harassment, and media influences. This learning, and I, I'm, this is a direct quote, can begin as early as TK and kindergarten. So what's interesting about this quote, Mark, is that um, I, I think for, for listeners, you might think we just quoted this out of the International Planned Parenthood Federation Sexual Rights Declaration. You might think that. And it's not. It's actually from the health framework in the state of California, chapter one, lines 352 to 354, which is meant for kindergarten through third graders. Shocking. So what you see is now this verbiage coming out of the sexual rights declaration is making its way into public school documents, criteria, and standards. Of course, Planned Parenthood is one of the big sponsors of comprehensive sexuality education. They've been working part and parcel with the California legislation and, uh, and third-party suppliers of these curriculums to push this, these concepts down to our Correct. children. Okay, well, there's another right now. We're down to Article 7, and this has to do with the right to health. That's an interesting term that they've used. What does this really mean, George? <laughs> what they always mean, reproductive health. And reproductive health is, again, a euphemism for abortion. Yes. Um, but so there's the other interesting part in this article is uh, besides reproductive health care, which is uh, abortion, they also embed the right to sex change surgeries. Um, and this now gets you into the new realm of the transgender movement. Yeah. Um, and I would even go as far as to say the transhumanism movement. Yes. Yeah, that's where it's going. Um, that's where it's going. Um, so what, what's interesting to me is that, again, um, all of this is very thought out. All these 10 articles, when you just kind of put that whole circle together and you connect all the dots, they basically hit on every single point of where they're trying to get. Uh, in this movement. We, we talked about, uh, before about what is a right. Well, the founders, I think, had a right, right? Rights come from God. They're unalienable. Uh, they attach to us when we're born. But something is very questionable as a right if it requires somebody else to provide a service to you. Mm -hmm. But that's what this would require, a right to transgender change. Someone else has to provide that service to you. Correct. I mean, it says here, page 19 from the Declaration, access to sexual health care for prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of all sexual concerns, problems, and disorders. So if you have any concern about your, you know, sexual orientation, your gender identity, any of that, that falls under this very general umbrella 
uh, and they're being very generous here with their terms. <laughs> they sure are. In fact, another quote here, all persons shall have the right and means to access or refuse reproductive health technology, services, or medical interventions on an equal basis with others without discrimination. It's a hot word. Age-based restrictions to this entitlement must meet the requirements of non-discrimination and the principle of the evolving capacity of the child. There's those magic words again. It keeps on coming up, and, and the quote you just read came up uh, specifically as it relates to reproductive health care and abortion. And what's interesting is that that exact verbiage comes back into the health framework in the state of California. And by the way, for our listeners that are outside of California, the health framework in California is now being looked at as the model by other states and trying to get adopted by their state department of education. Uh, Nebraska is one of them. They're fighting that fight right now. Mm. Uh, because that State Department of Education has basically taken the 700-page document from California and trying to adopt it. Um, New York, New Jersey, and many other states are following suit, and they're basically ripping this uh, same verbiage out that comes and is influenced by the Sexual Rights Declaration. So, for example, in the health framework, 9th through 12th grade, they teach our kids about confidentiality and a medical act here in California, where you could be as young as 12 years old, be released from class, taken off campus to an abortion clinic, have your abortion, have your sex change surgery, have your whatever mental therapy you need for your gender dysphoria or whatever you're going through. And the parent will not know anything about that. And these laws are being spread to other uh, other states uh, on a widespread basis. Unfortunately, what starts in California doesn't stay in California. Uh, we are the vanguard vanguard for many of these very erroneous laws throughout the state. And, you know, Mark, a, a topic probably for another episode of yes. Say What uh, is is going to be the, the National Healthy Youth Act that they're trying to pass nationally to push this everywhere. It's definitely coming. Well, George, let's move on to the next uh, article um, in the IPPF, which is the right to education. So I'll just read from this. The right to education is specifically targeted at comprehensive sexuality education. All persons, again, without discrimination, have the right to education and information generally and to comprehensive sexuality education. Now, this one's crazy because it has a lot of implications, and I want to bring our listeners back to the idea of this legal framework being sexual rights equals to human rights. So up until now, in the United States, every single state treats this differently, but there are opt-out clauses. If it is a child's human right... To, ha- to receive education, and that includes specifically comprehensive sexuality education, because that's what they noted in here. That means a parent who is opting their child out from comprehensive sexuality education is violating their own child's human right. Think about those implications. Well, now you're, you're setting up a contest between the child and the parent. So the parent may want the best for their children, It may uh, be apparent with uh, firm religious values and very different values from what's being promulgated here in the public school system. 
And now you're setting up a, a contest between a child who's in a state-mandated curriculum with an authority figure called a teacher who is pushing this kind of curriculum. The child doesn't want to be isolated from the, the peers mm-hmm. in the school system. This cannot be healthy for uh, the family relationship. Now, let's take it a step further. Think about that. Okay, well, this is just health education. This is two weeks out of a child's high school life, right? No big deal. Let's say a parent will say, okay, even if it gets to that point, um, you know, where we equate sexual rights to human rights and I can't violate their, their right to health education. But what happens if you go a step further and they want to have sex change surgery at 13? Yes. And now if you as a parent are resisting that, you're violating their right to personal autonomy. That's right. Now you're violating their human right. That's where we are, are already seeing these battles taking place in the courts, especially in Canada, where children are being taken away. And they're, and they're using these cases very, um, you know, very strategically. They're taking cases where you, you have like divorced families, where the father wants something for their child, where the mother wants something else. And of course, the state and the powers that be will always side with the politically correct side, which is, you know, the child and maybe their mother happens to be the ones wanting to have a sex change surgery. Um, And the case you're talking about, this is an active case. Correct. This is not something that uh, may happen. It is something that is happening. And if we don't stop it now in the United States, we can expect the same kind of thing to happen here. It's it's very frightening. so the, the last, I, I think, article that we're going to talk about today um, for, for this document is Article 9, which is the right to plan a family. Embedded in this right is to recognize the diversity of family forms as including those not defined by descent or marriage. Unpack this for us. All right. So there are a lot of things going on here, but the diversity of family forms, this is already made its way into our various curriculums. So, for example, uh, children today in school could get a question where it says, um, you know, this is going to be a fun fun homework activity. You know, in the past, maybe when I was in school, I would get a homework activity. I would say, you know, go ask your parent um, what it was like in their childhood, what technology they had. Did they have TVs or radios or things like that? Well, those questions are now rephrased. Instead of parent, they go parent or guardian or trusted adult in your life. They are trying to just open up that door more and more and more to where the child becomes the person that delineates a trusted relationship outside of lines of dissent. So if a child now gets to choose their parents, it's their right. Um, So I I see it going in that direction just because of how we see verbiage being used in children's own school problems, right? Um, But the bigger thing here that's going on is they've actually changed. um, And we see this in, again, back into the California health framework. In Chapter 5, this chapter is now dealing with um, middle school, so 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, where in the framework they say some students may be non-monogamous 
and the term partners may also be used to be more inclusive. Wow. Wow. So diversity of family forms, and I get it, out of maybe all of the rights that this sexual rights declaration has, this is probably the one that you might think is just right up uh, Planned Parenthood's alley because it is in their name, Planned Parenthood. (laughs) But they are now opening up the definition of family and trying to dismantle the nuclear family to be open to your own personal interpretation. We've talked about this so many times before in regard to comprehensive sexuality education, that one of the big harms of, of this bill is to really destroy the whole concept of the nuclear family, which is the bedrock of all healthy societies. A mother, a father, ideally raising their biological children, um, and in many cases, adoptive children, but it's that family unit. Montesquieu, the French philosopher, called it virtue factories. This is where the inculcation of virtue and, and, uh, and, and healthy living actually occur. The Lord set this up because this was the formula to guarantee protection of the children until they they reach adulthood. This document, George, uh, serves to destroy that entire concept, doesn't it? Yeah. And, you know, another thing to if you look at the next, um, you know, where is the LGBT movement going? Right. Planned Parenthood is always at the tip of the spear. Yeah. Um, and we see what they're trying to push. So if you look historically, how did the LG movement start, right? Um, well, one of the, the biggest factors they had to overcome, besides public perception, yeah. was the, the scientific community, mm-hmm. uh, the American Psychological Association. Homosexuality in the DSM manual yes. was labeled as a mental disorder. That's right. And then it just started to get, you know, changed, not because of any, you know, um, you know, epiphany that scientists had. Um, it was just because of the political pressure that they put on this organization. Yeah, unfortunately, the DSM manual has become a product of identity politics. In fact, it's, it, it's actually moving against science. It's repudiating science. Correct. To, to, to serve a broader interest. And so it is one of them. So now they are using the same tactics that they used in the LG movement, they brought it to the T movement because gender dysphoria is not an L or a G issue. So gender dysphoria, again, which was treated as a mental disorder or mental illness, it moved to mental disorder, then it moved to gender dysphoria, then it moved to like gender incongruence or incompatibility to where it's now just completely off the list. You're a normal person if you're dealing with those issues. You just happen to be transgender and you didn't know it. Now we have terminology for it, right? So now diversity of family forms, they're doing the same thing. And in fact, the American Psychological Association in April of 2020 started a consensual non-monogamy task force. In other words, polygamy, polyamory, the P now is getting added to the LGBT movement. Uh, we, we could have we predicted this many, many decades ago in the court cases. Many around same-sex marriage were starting to filter their way up to the, the federal courts. This should not be a surprise. But, George, what can parents do now that they're armed with this information? What's the takeaway for parents with children in the public school system? Well, the first thing they can do is uh, really look at the curriculum that's coming home, talk to their children, especially if they are of age, to have these conversations. Um, 
And I know that it's uh, financially very challenging for parents to pull their children out of the public school system. So at a minimum, talk to your children, talk to your teacher when you see something like this, talk to your principal, make a big fuss about it, because a lot of this isn't mandated until you get into high school. But we see it already making its way into junior high and into elementary. Parents need to become activists for their children more than at any time in America's history. Um, it won't happen by itself. The forces in the public school system and even our, our laws are working actively against our children. So the, unfortunately, this is all the time we have for today. I hope it's been a valuable uh, conversation for you. And we look forward to seeing you next time on Say What? Until next time, see you later. Thank you. You've been listening to Say What? The radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.org. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What.